0: Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Airs.
1: Welcome in today to Circle Unbroken. We say this a lot. We say we hope this finds you doing well. We hope that life is treating you good. We hope that you woke up on the right side of the bed today. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Hot Mike. Welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome. One word for today. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. If, if you are a fan of this show, if you are a regular subscriber or listener, whatever, odds are really good that you've heard our start, you've heard our beginning uh, to the show and I bet a lot of the shows wind up sounding the same because of the beginning. Coach is just always fantastic. I mean that's just part of the nature of the beast. That's how it goes. Well, right? you know, you, you take
0: what you you know, you get what you take into this. Right? You get what, you get what you give. Whatever cliché you want to throw on there. <laughs> that's but, uh, me of
1: my kids. You get what you get. And you don't get yeah, a fit. <laughs> yeah. But uh no,
0: I try to you know, uh if if things are going bad, it's probably usually cuz I've done something. So All right. You know, so right. if I'm I, if I if I can make things bad, maybe I can make things better. <laughs> I love that. And uh stuff. So, plus uh I'm getting ready for a big day tomorrow. Yes. And uh so a big day in my family. Uh I I officially become mm. a grandparent. Right. And uh through through an adoption process yeah. and I get to go uh watch the final court hearing for mm. my daughter's adoption of two boys. Right, been living with them since uh february or so uh as far as a foster situation they've been going through the process and the process finally comes to a conclusion tomorrow morning and right. we're going to go celebrate
1: oh. and have a big time that that is that is special for those of you listening that have been touched by adoption in your life um i I have, have also experienced that in our life, and it's it's been a blessing to us. And it, what's what's funny about the, and when I say funny, I mean ironic, um, about the subject of somebody being adopted uh, into a family is that people a lot of times say the stupidest things. There are people, Coach, that will say some stuff. Um, one, one lady said to me one time when we were in the process of adopting, she came up to me. It was at church. I was a minister. And... She came up to me and I just think it's so great what y'all are doing, what y'all are doing for this baby, uh, that you can get this baby, bring this baby into your family. And it was almost making it sound like we were, we were picking up a pet, like, like we were, and and I looked at her and I said, I said, yeah, I said, we, we've prayed about this and this is something that we're excited about. I can't wait to tell this child that they're our most intentional child, Like, like our other children. We didn't know a lot about or the process or anything. And she puts her hand on my shoulder. And the whole time, whole time she was talking to me in a way mm-hmm. that she was trying to be polite, but you could feel that we were in two different worlds on this. And she puts her hand on my shoulder, Coach, and she says to me, you know, I just, again, I think it's great. And I'm like, she's told me she thinks it's great like three times in the past 30 seconds. And she said, but, God, but I don't think I could ever do it. And I remember looking at her and saying, why why not? I mean, like, I took the bait. Mm -hmm. Why why don't you think you could ever do it? And this lady says to me, she says, I just don't know if I could ever love anybody the right way that wasn't my flesh and blood. And she was trying to confess. She was trying to say right there what she couldn't do. Well, Coach, I didn't miss a beat. I put my (laughs) hand on her shoulder right back in an appropriate way. And so, like, she's got her hand on my left shoulder. I put my hand on her right shoulder, and I said, ma'am? And she said, yeah, I go, I won't tell your husband that. And I said, because he's not your flesh and blood, and I sure hope you love him the right way. And, dude, Coach, she went white as a ghost. But I was – and she was trying to be sweet. She was tr- – and yes. I mean this nicely. Yes. She was trying to say you're doing a great thing. Right. In her saying that, yeah. it, it, it did show some tone-deaf ignorance. And that's not even me being mean, but the definition of tone-deaf and ignorance combined there. and yeah. And, Coach, We do that's going to lead us into our topic today. We do that a lot. A lot of times we're tone deaf in situations, a lot of times we're ignorant in, in situations. And recently it's football season, okay? It is football season. And one of my favorite things about football season is my family changes. My family fundamentally changes every football season. We are around people we aren't normally around. Uh, The culture and the dynamic of our home shifts because we play with players at all different levels uh, with all my sons. They play football at different levels with different guys, some of them that aren't in their daily orbit. Some of them don't look like us, talk like us, act like us. And it's a really neat time for us to say, hey, not everyone looks just like the Ayers family. Not everyone acts just like the Ayers family. Socioeconomic, race, status, Position anything you go through, and it's a time of year where if we're not watching a football game, we're watching a football movie. Well, my favorite football movie of all time, judge me on it if you want to, but my favorite football movie ever is Remember the Titans, I love it. My kids will tell you how much I love it. I was a youth minister for years, and the youth group could tell you how much I love it. They would say, if it's football season, Taft's making us watch, like on these trips, Taft's making us watch, remember the Titans. If it's not football season, he's making us watch Princess Bride. Like, I just, I'm a one trick pony coach. I don't, I don't veer a lot. I like to watch, if there's a movie that I like, I watch it the same one over and over and over again. I'm, I'm just a weird cat like that. Love to do it.
0: Um, the, the, the football movie doesn't surprise me. The Princess right. Bride's a oh, little bit of a man. little bit of a surprise the Princess there. Princess
1: Bride, Coach. It's a cult classic. Um, I, it's so quotable for me. Now, if you graduated out of my youth group, and so I wasn't having an answer to answer your parents anymore, uh, what we would watch all the time was the movie Tombstone. I would watch Tombstone. I man, I had a tape that I wore out back in the day. A tape that I wore out with with college and, and young adult guys. But back to my first point. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans um, is a movie. If you guys haven't seen it, or if you need a refresher course about it, takes place in Virginia. Um, the high school football is a way of life. Um, it and, is, and it is
0: a dramatization of a true story. Yes, if I understand correct. Understand it. Yes. So,
1: and and football is, you know, the definition of an institution revered. Like each game that they would play is celebrated more lavishly than Christmas. Like, I mean, just a big, a big deal. And what would happen is when they played, that you had different types of football in town. And there was a great recognition of one school. And so you you fast forward. It's 1971. High school football is everything to the people of Alexandria, Virginia, as Coach mentioned earlier, based on a true story. But then the local school board was forced to integrate an all-black school with an all-white school. And all of a sudden, the greatest game, football, was challenged. It was challenged at this point because you had two different coaches. You had a guy who came in. Denzel Washington played him. His name was Herman Boone. He comes in as this coach. And you see this racial tension take place and there, there's some famous actors now that are in the movie and that they play guys from different sides of the tracks and there are people from different uh, cultural atmospheres and backgrounds and it's a great teaching movie because a lot of times I've always said like if I get angry or if I get upset and somebody were to record me and I could watch my stupidity if you can watch mm-hmm. your stupidity you, it's like your ignorance is magnified in this movie, they, they really do a good job of focusing in on ways and stereotypes that we talk about other people and focuses in on it to a point where you're like, oh, if people really do say that or if people really do feel that way from in this movie, from the white side or the black side, either way, and I know that racism is so much bigger than that, but when, when they zoom in on it, you're like, oh, that does look ignorant. Oh, that, that does look stupid. Well, fast forward from when that movie came out to now in 2023. When that movie came out, I was like, yes, we, we have racism. I would say, yes, we, uh, we, we have issues. We need to fix them. I hope that my kids don't grow up in a racist society, et cetera, et cetera. Now, fast forward, 2023. 2023, racism for me. Is one of and I'm not saying you're not going to hear this. You're not hear a guy up here saying racism doesn't exist. But I now have a completely different feel or vibe when somebody tells me that they're going to talk about race. The reason that I have a different vibe than I did back then is because now I have grown up and now I have seen a racism totally exists. Not taking thing away from that. But B, I have seen it weaponized. I have seen people throw the word racism out in a heartbeat. Like, it, it, what's this? Well, it's got to be racism. And then they throw it out immediately to the point where now I look around sometimes and say, hold up a second. Hold up a second. Not everything is racist. Not every person, because they look different than somebody else, is an assumed racist. It's, it's not fair. Things heighten like this a lot, and they heighten a lot. And the reason I want to use this for Circle and broken is because we touch the three areas of church, of business, and of community. And I have worked with churches where people looked and they said, well, because my skin color is different. This is clearly a racial issue. When sometimes it's just a fundamental disagreement on something. At businesses, I've seen people let go of all different colors, creeds, and backgrounds. And if somebody was different than the person doing the letting them go, immediately they would say, You let me go because I'm you know I don't look like you. You 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 let me go and that you're clearly a racist. In communities, we talk about being one, we talk about being together, we talk about Let's use our local book, Columbia United. Like, like we're here, we're together. But then we have all of our little circles and our offshoots where lines are like almost redrawn a lot of times because so and so clearly has to be a racist. And coach, I'm gonna tell you something. I got a lot to say about this today, and I'm kind of done with it in the sense of we don't get to just throw that label around to everybody. We don't. Yeah. I I think it
0: gets thrown around a lot as a defense mechanism. Sure. Because, you know, again, in the circumstances you can get, you know, persons being let go, persons being reprimanded or whatever. If I throw that term out, it means it's not under my control.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: You're punishing me for being something that I can't help.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Instead of me looking at it and saying, "Okay, I did something wrong or I didn't do something well enough. And now, you know, I'm I'm suffering the consequences. It's a defense mechanism that says it's not my fault. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and some people that just makes them feel better. And and, uh, it's such an because we're so conscious of it. Right. uh, Our society is becoming it has become a lot more conscious of that. Uh, accusation. I'll put it that way. Sure, sure. It's an easy.
1: It's an easy dart to throw at somebody. Sometimes, like as you too mentioned, easy. It's yeah. an easy layup. Uh, sometimes it's something where, where people will just say it and do it, and they won't think about what it really means. Now, I want to. I want to park on this because I had the idea to talk about this after watching the movie again, but watching the movie again with my children. Because I watched it with my kids, and my kids have friends of all different backgrounds, and that's been a neat thing for me to see, and I thank sports for it. Sports has been, sad to say, uh, or maybe great to say, I don't know, but sports has been more instrumental in my kids' lives when it comes to race than any other thing. Churches that my kids have grown up in are predominantly white. I mean, that's just that's how it's been. Their school is predominantly white. Um That has not been something by design. It hasn't been something on purpose. My wife and I have never said, let's go look for a church and make sure that it's 98% white. Mm-hmm. We've never said that. We've never said, we're going to put them in this school so that we're all our kind of people. Like, I don't talk like that. I don't think like that. But I will tell you this. I do celebrate sports when it brings my kids together with, with people of different cultures. I love it because... In sports, and this is the message of Remember the Titans. In sports, there is a common theme. There's a common goal. If we don't love each other, if we don't get along, if we don't try to understand each other, dot, 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 we'll have trouble winning. That, that's, that's the sports mantra of any mm-hmm. good movie where racism is in it. Um, in Remember the Titans, uh, there, there's a man one time, and uh, his whole job is to block. And his whole job is to block, and one of the guys picks up on the fact, this is a white guy, and another white guy picks up on the fact that he is not blocking. And he comes up to him, and he tells him. He tells him straight up. And he says, I've noticed that you're not blocking for him, and you're not blocking for him, and it's wrong. It's wrong that you're not doing Mm -hmm. it because of his skin color. And he retorts back to this guy quickly, and he says, you're so consumed with this. You're so eaten up with this. You're, you're so consumed with everybody getting along that you're forsaking your friends. And he's basically, it, it, he's basically telling him right there, I'm not going to do any of this because I'm just mad that these people that are black are here. And that, for for me, you look at that, that's fundamentally wrong. What's not wrong is for somebody else to say, hey, we've got different people um, that, that are here together. We need to understand each other. We need to understand each other's differences. That's something that I think is fundamentally right. I think it's horrible for anybody of any race to watch somebody else come into the door, come into the room, whether or not it's a locker room, a church, a business. It is fundamentally wrong, number one, to judge somebody in a negative way and to say you can't do X, Y, and Z or you're probably going to do this, that, and another because you're fill in the blank. I think that's wrong, like when you're talking about skin color. Here's what else I think is fundamentally flawed. To say that, in my instance, I'm a 43-year-old white male, okay, for somebody to tell me because, period, I'm a 43-year-old white male, I am a privileged, racist, narrow-minded individual. Not fair. It's not fair because what you did was you looked at me, you looked at everything on the outside, and you did not look at the content of my character. You yeah, didn't. yeah. And, not fair. and and that's really the same
0: problem, just reversed. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, you know, I as a school teacher. In, in the public system and the private system. Right. Uh, I get to see both sides of this. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, it becomes, you know, it, it does become tiresome. It does become, you know, problematic and, to me, just downright offensive. Um, I I was, as a teacher, because I knew I was in a – Crucible of such. I was very careful. I, I tried to be very, very careful about you know what I said, the way I said it, how I said it to people. I tried to make sure that any corrections I made were based on actions and decisions. And, and in fact, to the point where some of my students who got to know me over the years started teasing me about it. Right. And uh, and they would see me, you know, react when you know I had a couple of football players that uh you know I I very close I got very close to and and stuff and I was correcting one of them and and was being kind of forceful about it and, and and stuff and he just finally said uh there's something about uh oh, you just burned me or something like that. And and I, and I said, what do you mean I just burned you? He said, yeah, look, yeah, this is the black kid. He goes, "He, looked, he says, look at my skin. You just burned me up. And, and I just kind of looked at him, and, and I said, now hold it. And, and he, he said, that was kind of a racial comment, wasn't it? And I kind of looked at him, and he just grinned, coach. He said, coach, just come on. Let's go. Let's go play right. football, you know. Right. <laughs> we'll right. talk. He came up to me later and apologized. And he says, coach, I know you try so hard. he said, in fact, you try too hard.
2: <laughs> he <laughs> sure. said, just relax. Sure. He said, relax, you're
0: right. all right. You know, and, and, and stuff. So it, it, it does. It, I'm like, you it offends me, uh, when I disagree with somebody, uh, of, of a different color. It's the first thing they bring up. Sure. Is, is my color. Right. No, you know, I don't really care. Right. You know, I, I, You know, in college it was you know, you having. Yeah, I had a black roommate for a semester. Mm -hmm. Just the kid needed a roommate. I had an open bed. Uh, Yeah, come on. You know, I don't have a roommate, so come on, let's go. And, And somebody asked me about it. I said, "Well, I said I have one qualification. Does he bleed red?" You know, if he bleeds green or purple or or something like that we may we may have some issues here, but I said if you know he you know so he's got a better tan than I've got so what right. what's the big deal here Sure. sure. and, and uh, um so it, and I don't miss it I'm not trying to 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 brag on my attitude, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be that hard
1: it doesn't and we're gonna we're gonna revisit this after the break remember coach's last words, it doesn't have to be that hard. We'll be back here talking about race today on circle and broken. Circle.
2: Kiwanis
3: Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Main Street Columbia are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7 o'clock. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, and enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there.
1: This is Trip Stoltz with
0: Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia,
2: Tennessee.
1: Returning to your ears here on Circle Unbroken. We're glad that you have found us today, or we're glad that we have found you today. I talked to a fellow recently who discovered us on regular terrestrial radio, and the way that he found us, he was hit and seek until he said, he said, man, I hit it until I found something that inspired me. I'd love to tell you it was my sweet voice that inspired him. He listened to some of our Sunday morning music selections. And it stuck. He stayed there because he wasn't looking for traditional Christian radio, but he found it. On one of our platforms that morning, and it, it stuck over until Tuesday. And so he found us that way. How, so, however, you found us, man, I want you to know that I love it. That makes me happy um, that you're here with us. I'm Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, producer, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. Good afternoon. We are hitting the topic today of race. The reason that I'm hitting the topic of race today is, as I shared earlier, this is the time of year when it's football, football, football for me. And in my family, um, I'll just be blunt. In my family, my kids are around more kids that are black during football season than they ever are. And I love it. Um, I love it because sports has been a great. Uh, conversation piece for my kids it's been a great glue for my kids of getting them outside their bubble and bringing them in with with different people and I'm aware of that Um, also it's the time of year where we watch a lot of sports movies even if it's not football we're watching football movies and one of the greatest movies that my kids have loved for years because of me um, has been Remember the Titans and I, I mentioned that movie mentioned what it meant Uh, The way that it really was a cool movie to show the bridge, it's a clean movie, uh, but it shows the bridge of an integrated school and their purpose. Their purpose is to win. Their purpose in Alexandria, Virginia is to perform and they have to get over themselves. They have to get over all the racial tendencies that they have in this community um, and they have to do it in order for them to be successful. And so that led me into our first session here today, talking with Coach about the idea of racism. And if you listen to our first session, we want you to know one thing that you hopefully heard us say is this. A, racism is real. Like it is, it is a real thing. That's a solid capital A. Okay, capital B, not everyone is a racist. They're just not. Now, we may, we may all have some tendencies in the sense of we could all judge a little bit or we could all say something or do something unfairly because nobody is, is perfect, but not everybody is a bleeding racist with just hatred in their heart for people that aren't their skin color. So here's what I'm telling you today. Should we be sensitive? Absolutely. Like, like we should be sensitive to somebody else feeling a certain way because of looks Then we should also remember, they're just looks. We should then remember, I don't have any more power or I'm not any more qualified to do something because I'm white. The same way somebody who's not white, whether or not they are Hispanic, black, Chinese... Russian, we can keep going. They're, they are not less qualified to do something because of that. Like it, it, it's an idea that has happened for years. Wars have been fought because of it. And I'm here in 2023 to tell you this. Hey, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being people being mistreated. And I'm also sick of people that are being improperly labeled. Both. I don't like it. There was a big movement, Coach, and you saw it before the last election. And uh, on the election cycle this past time, there was a big movement, number one, to – now, again, not a conspiracy theorist, not telling people the pandemic and COVID-19 was not real. I mean, we lost people. We know that. We also know that there was a a torch that was lit, um, and it it was a flame that was spread to make people more, A, aware, but also, B, paranoid – and it it could impact how the election went. I mean, it just, it just did. Also, there were racial things that were magnified and people were saying things and doing things. One of my places that I spend a lot of time is the church space. And guys that had been traditionally left-wing preachers, meaning guys that were preachers who had a bleeding heart, they were a little bit more progressive on the side of what grace and mercy would do in your life, acceptance, et cetera, et cetera. Guys that I've always been drawn to. I've always loved people that swim in grace. I think it's a beautiful thing. These guys in my life, we couldn't even have a conversation uh, much because they were always repenting every time I talked to them for their racist hearts. I'm like, man, I've known you forever. You're not a racist. Like, you're you're just not. But it became the popular thing. It became the prominent thing to say, I'm white, therefore I'm. I'm racist and parenthetical here, and maybe I don't even know it. And I was like, we got to stop. We've got to stop just throwing these labels around all the time. I didn't say don't be sensitive, but we've got to stop just saying you're a racist because. Well, Facebook, the wonderful world of Facebook. Everybody's platform, everybody's church, everybody's opportunity to say what they need to say, and then turn the comments off. On Facebook, there was a fellow that I grew up with, and He did a piece on Facebook where he talked about growing up. And growing up, he was surrounded by racism. Growing up, he had a lot of white people around him. And he was oppressed racially by people that were his closest friends. And now he's just man enough to say it. And this was, when I read it, I know him very well. And I read it and thought, who who has hacked his Facebook account? Who has jumped into his account because I grew up with him and he was not treated that way? And so I called him. I said, Hey man, I read your post and I said, Man, are you are you talking about like me? Like people that were your you said closest friends. You talking about me? He said, Well tab, you just wouldn't get it. You just wouldn't get it because how you grew up and he said, You grew up privileged and you grew up this way and I grew up that way. I stopped and I said, Okay, can we rewind? We need to rewind. Let's talk about privilege, first of all. We grew up, and you grew up in a home much bigger than mine. Also, we grew up where you had asked me to go somewhere, and I couldn't go because that was my responsibility to pay the light bill. We grew up where I came to your house one day, and I had a bloody lip because I had gotten in a fight with a guy that had called your sister the N word, and we had these moments growing up where I I fought. I literally fought with my left hand. I literally fought racism. We grew up where you, there were things that you financially could do that I couldn't do because I was paying the light bill at fourteen years old. Like so, hey, this isn't a clap 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 pat my own back. I'm saying you don't get to call me privileged. You don't get to call me a racist because I literally fought for you and your family. This is what my buddy said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I made such a broad stroke right there. And I said, okay, now let me do this. I'm sorry for all my friends and family that might have painted you over the years with a broad stroke. Coach, it was a healthy conversation. Mm -hmm. It, it, it It was me saying to him, hold up. Like like pump the brakes. I can apologize for things that white people have done. I can. But you can't say that I've done it. It's not fair. It's not fair to do. And it it was a healthy combo, coach. It was it was me telling him, Hey, we grew up fighting for this stuff, hating hating racism. Now you don't get to just call me that because we're in our forties and I happen to be white.
0: Yeah, it's uh you know like you said it turned into it turned into a healthy conversation which is a conversation that needs to be had on several fronts sure and and it's not an easy conversation right you know again admitting uh that your uh your heritage i guess sure. you know i i don't i don't like that term but at the same time i don't know of any other term Correct. has 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 been systematically Right, you know, yes, it was there. We have done all kinds of things to correct that. We cannot change what's been done. No, all we can do is change or to address what's in front of us, right, right, and you know both sides of this issue need to understand that, you know, yes, acknowledge you know acknowledge the past enough to learn from it, sure, sure. And, and recognize when, uh, you know, problems are, are there, you know, how did these problems start? What do they, you know, okay. Learn from the past to do that and, and hopefully not repeat those errors. But at the same time, you can't just keep throwing that rock at people and expect nothing, you know, or expect to change anything. Right. Right. Uh, you know, if I step on your toe and break your toe, I can apologize all I want to. Your toe's still broken, sure.
1: Right, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah, 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 and yeah. it still hurts. Right. My kids say sorry doesn't fix everything.
0: Yeah, and, and and so you know the best I can do is you know is apologize and make sure that the next time I'm near you I don't step on your toes <laughs> again. Uh, I can't fix the fact that it's broken right. or that it was broken. Sure, sure. And, and we and we've taken the steps to heal it as much as we can. Right. Um. You know, I, I, I sometimes with my students, I've, I've asked them, you know, I, I've had incidences where, you know, I had classroom situations, comments were made, notes were passed that, you know, offended somebody. And yes, I addressed the person who passed the note, right. you know, and, and, and then, but I also took time and I said, okay, to the, to the black student, I, I said, I want you to understand. So I said, you're fighting for freedom. Right. I said, you're fighting for freedom of thought, freedom of your choice. I said, why are you giving it up so easy? Mm. And he kind of looked at me and says, what do you mean? He goes, he's going to, he's going to respect you know, something. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I said, he just did. Right. You let him manipulate you into doing something that you knew wasn't sure. right. Sure. I said, who's in control? Mm. Mm. Who's free? Right. I said, you allowed some guy say something. Did he really, did he threaten your body? Did he hurt you? Well, no, you know, I said, okay, when you reacted to him the way you did, you gave him control over you. Sure. Uh, And and he just kind of, you know, it it, it took a little while for that to sink in for him. And it quite honestly, I don't know that it ever did completely. And I don't know that it does to adults, you know, Yes. I want to be, you know, I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to be, you know, but I, when I react to somebody's stupid statements, when I react to somebody else's ignorance, uh, I'm giving them control. Absolutely. I've become the slave again. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If I'm truly free, then I get to decide whether or not this guy's going to make me mad or not. Right. Right. And, and, and. So when you choose to get mad, you give up you you or you or you react, nobody will ever do that to me like that. Okay? Right. You've given up that control because you've already set a response in place instead of taking it in the circumstance, right, in the situation. Yeah, there are times you got to step up and defend yourself. Most of the time people are just not thinking and if you understand that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I, I've said things that I really never intended to say until somebody goes, "Hey, you, right? <laughs> do you realize what you just said?" Yeah, and if you, you tell know, me that,
1: I'm gonna say my bad. Oh like,
0: man, you know, and and, uh, and I, you know, and I've had students tell me that, you know, Coach, did did you realize what you just said? Right, right. Yeah, and I think this was, and I and I really commended the student. I said because he started to get offended, and then he kind of stopped, stepped back, and like, well, I don't know that he really meant that. <laughs> so he came up and asked me, sure, sure. Oh no, oh, okay. Then we 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 patched it up. I apologized for saying that, and we were we were okay. He could have just blown up in class, and then we would have had a problem because then I would have had to take care of such a you know. So it can go – it can be handled in so many different ways than,
1: unfortunately, we see it handled. And I don't have the answer for if someone is oppressed and if someone is treated poorly for how much time has to go by before we're on an equal playing field again. I don't have that. Here's what I do know, Coach, as you mentioned. We can take care of today. We can take care of today and not let somebody else – Captivate us, put us in a cage, you know, do anything like that. Where we say, "Oh, now I've got this anger, now I've got this hatred, and all that." There's a freedom that we have that we we shouldn't give to anybody else because of who God made us and how He made us. We'll come back on Circle and Broken ta- tackling the topic of race. Be back in a little bit. Stick with us. In the
2: circle, beyond.
3: Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222.
1: sun came up today we're doing it again here on circle and broken i'm your host taft ayers with my man open mike hello sir hello hello we're getting it today we're into the topics we are into the mix today talking about the idea of racism just to rewind the reason that I said, idea of racism. We know there's a reality of racism. We don't. We know that the idea of racism is something that has permeated all different areas of our lives. There, there are people now that will use it, they use the name, use a description, use it as a weapon. They will say, oh, you're racist, or oh, there's this and there's that. And what I've found is that it's got a lot of people on the offensive. It's got a lot of people on the defensive as well, where it's got some people that are just saying it all the time, and then other people that are going, oh, I hope it's not. Oh, I hope that's not. Oh, I don't want to be, or oh, I've got to be super Mm -hmm. careful. And then, Coach, As quickly as I say, you can't say everyone is a racist, somebody goes and does or says something stupid. Like they say something stupid. A guy recently has a daughter, and his daughter is a six foot two white girl, non athletic. Okay? Now, I would, that'd be hard. Six foot two, non athletic female. Right? Why? Why? Why is that hard? For me, as a female, I am going to be sitting here thinking the world expects me to do X, Y, and Z. The world thinks that I'm going to do okay. this or that. Okay. I, and, I was
0: just trying to pursue, pursue the why yeah. is that such a hard concept? Yeah. To, you know, I yeah. know a lot of big people yeah. that are not athletic. And, yeah. And you know and, and, how
1: much they get asked all the time by that? Oh, yeah. A lot of tall guys get asked all oh, the time. Oh, you must be a basketball player. Yeah. No. And they're like, <laughs> if and they, they get a the point where they resent mm. hearing that. Well, for this girl, she is in her mid thirties. She is single. And she's frustrated. And the reason that she's frustrated is this girl has started to tell people, I'm not going to date anybody shorter than me. I'm going to date a Christian man. And so she's got all these different things where there could be a 5'11 dude who's crazy about her, but she's not going to do it, right? Her prerogative, her preference for what she wants. But here's where I'm going. Her sister said recently, you know what she's going to have to do? She's just gonna have to date a black man. Well, the the way that she said that, I kind of looked around and went, oh, oh, "Okay, why, is, why does he have to be black? Like, why is she gonna have to do that?" And then the lady made the comment. She was like, "It wouldn't it wouldn't be strange to see a shorter black man with a taller white woman, but it would." A, I said, okay, "This is it. This is weird to me. I'm not following you." And then she goes, "Listen to what our dad said." And I said, "Okay, what did he say?" And she said. He has just told me the other day that he is resolved. He is just resolved to the fact that he would be okay with her dating a black man over dating somebody that beat her. He's finally at that point. And I was like, finally at that point? Like, come on. Like, like, come on. You, you take my daughter, okay? Let's say that I had preference for who my daughter dates. And I'm going to tell you something. I do. My preference is that he treats her with respect and that he leads her closer and closer to God. Those are my preferences. That's what I got. And I know some people that would say that that's what they, they got, that's what they want, right? But let, let a white family, let a black Christian man come in and they may have more issues with the black man forget the fact that he's a christian and that they're equally minded as opposed to a white man who looks just like her talks just like her but doesn't have anything to do with the lord that's that's crazy coach that that's absurd because what you're saying is skin color doesn't really matter but in this situation you know this guy believes in god this guy is, is with you. He's going to help you get to heaven. This one over here doesn't care about those things at all, but he's white. And I'm like, dude, on that side, I'm over here going, get out of my face. And the worst argument, Coach, is this one. When they say, it's going to be really hard for the kids. It's going to be hard for the kids. It's 2023. Biracial kids are beautiful. Like, shut up. Like, we're not dealing with that anymore.
0: Well, I, I I would hate to say uh, I, I wish we could say we're not dealing with it anymore. Yeah. We're not dealing with it nearly as much as we used to.
1: Yeah, a biracial uh, kid is not marked.
0: No, no, I, I, and and I totally agree with you. And, and uh, I just you know I, I wish we could say we have totally eliminated it. Right. Unfortunately,
1: uh, but here's, you know, what, here's what term,
0: I mean. In terms of race, we've yeah. never been able to totally eliminate. And and that's something that I was going you know, to. Is that race issues are not new ones. I mean, if, if you look, if you, even in the Bible, sure, there was issues that, that they were having to deal with, and, and it all stemmed back down to race. Now, it wasn't black versus white, but it was Jew versus Gentile. Right? Absolutely. It was the same problem. If you if you read what's going on, it's the same problem it happened all the way back with moses it you know and even then it's condemned Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know and but it hasn't gone away and 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 that's one of the issues. i think that's one of the things i've had to come to grips with is as much as i hate it as much as i think it's you know and it's i can man you can go multiple places in the scriptures where it, it is wrong it's just not going away and, and it's and, one of the tools that it's one of the tools that Satan uses to, and that's what you to can't weaken say. the church, you know, to weaken God's people. Instead. I can't
1: tell my son or daughter, don't marry somebody of this race, no, because of how your kids might look. Because no. the the most ridiculous thing about that is saying, well, it's going to be hard, or whatever people say. They've said it for years. The flip side of that is, no, it's hard marrying somebody who's. Not like minded of faith with you. Oh, harder. Yeah. That's hard. And so you're over here going, dude, like to tell somebody that they shouldn't do that or they couldn't do that or that I don't want to do that. You need to check your heart. if, If that's what you're saying to people, if I, if I told one of my children right now, and I, and I squarely mean this, if I told them right now, you can't date this person and the only reason Was their skin color? You ready for this, coach? That's racist. Oh, yeah. Uh, And and
0: that that is the definition of it. Yes.
1: And, And so here's what we've got. We've got people that are really doing those things, feeling those ways, acting those ways. And what happens is there's people that are feeling a certain way like that. The same time, we've got people that are saying, oh, well, I can't. I can't date you because of the way your people are. I can't date you because of that. It's just not It's just not fair. Now, I'm picking on dating here because that's a very tense situation. The movie, Remember the Titans, deals with football, where they can kind of joke about it a little bit. Like, they call one of the boys Sunshine because he's got long, he's a white boy with long hair. Well, he's from California. And so Sunshine obviously has to be a fruitcake. Because he has long, <laughs> they have fun with that, right? They have fun with the fact that the white boys don't dance the same way that some of the black boys do in the movie. There's reality, and there's things in well, there, but they don't make you racist for pointing those things out.
0: No, it, there, there's something you know, and this is not just a race situation. People are different. Sure, cultures are different. Yes. Okay, let me let me let me go ahead and say it. races. Are different, right? That doesn't make them better or worse, right? Right, but they're different, right? And you know, recognize it, embrace it, (laughs) right? Uh, Be thankful for it. You know, otherwise, we're a pretty boring bunch of people. Yeah, if if we're not, right? But, uh, but yeah, that's to say, everyone is alike. No, never has been, never will be. And if you want
1: equality and fairness you've got to say hey this this goes both directions because we're not all the same i mean we're not no but i held a door open for a lady and i may have told you this before i held a door open for relations i can get my own door and she was like offended that i was opening the door for her Mm -hmm. well at the same time if i did something that exuded my you know dominance and all of, you know what would her
0: reaction be if you just let the door slam in her right, face right <laughs>
1: right get it woman it'd be terrible you know right? it's it just chauvinist. you know
0: you know yeah you, those think, situations again that's where like you you came back with a, a comment in the first in the first of the show where it's been weaponized right right you know race feminism uh cultural differences mm-hmm. have all been at one point or another weaponized for to use against the people who do try to be as fair as they can. Right. Right. Uh you know, you said you were tired of I am tired of having to be so careful with people that I I stifle myself. You know, you can hear me guarded right now.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Because I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful about the way I say this because right. I don't want to offend. You know, that gets tiresome. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, it, it was one of the toughest things I had to do as a teacher was just, I had to be guarded about everything right. I said. Uh, and it wasn't, and and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't just race sometimes. It was, oh, I, yeah, I bet. I had as many, I had as many problems with gender <laughs> right, right. as I did with race. Um But it was, I I just got, you know, and and am tired of having to be so guarded and so careful because something I say, you know, might be misconstrued. Not that it is all the time, but it might be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and just, again, I'm going to do my best to accept whoever walks in front of me as who they are. I'm asking the people to do the same. And if we all do that, again, if <laughs> the big if,
1: we'll get along a lot better. Well, and I, there was a man who came, and I heard him speak. I was at a convention, and he was a black man who came to speak at a predominantly white conference. And he came and he spoke at this conference-slash-convention. And afterwards, somebody complimented him, and they said this, Man, Michael, I loved hearing you speak. He said, You're so well-spoken. And he goes, what does that mean? But like he immediately jumped in. Okay, I heard that. I listened to it. And then you know what? About six months later, Coach, I went to a church. I spoke at a church. There was a predominantly black church. You know what a guy said to me afterwards? Man, you got that sauce. You got that sauce in your voice. Okay? I did not think it was a racist thing of him right there to tell me, you got a little sauce when you mm-hmm. talk. Like, right, like I, I may call somebody dog, or like, hey, what's mm-hmm. up, church? Like I did that. Then I did not turn and be like, no, you are you you are being unfair no. to me as a white guy over here. The person that told him he was well spoken, they weren't being racist. No, they weren't. I've had that same compliment. Yes, yes. You know, when I spoke, right, you can say and, it. You can say it to a country, and, and white it's from boy. white people,
0: right? <laughs> hey, coach, you, you're so well spoken. You know, you sure. you know what
1: you're where you're going and how to right. do right. Right. I've had plenty of times when somebody told me the opposite. Yeah. Okay. So here's <laughs> what did, I did want too. people to remember. I remember a conversation, as we conclude today, I remember a conversation with my grandfather years ago. The man was baptized at 44 years old. And so he lived a lot of life before he gave his life to Jesus. Uh, so he'd basically be one year older than me when he was baptized. And somebody was telling him he had said such and such that was a racist type of statement. And they said, oh, that's okay. That's just the way he was raised. My grandfather corrected them, and he said, no, i got to do better. And he said, Paul says I was raised in Christ. I was raised in Christ to be new. Folks, we've got to be new. We've got to do better. That means how we treat people of other races, but it also means doing better, not weaponizing and calling everybody evil monsters. That's my message. Jesus loves you. Have a good day.